0: <laughs> it's playtime! Hey kids, it's me, Quacker Jack. Woo-hoo. I'm uh I hate to support that demented duck and say that you're listening to St. Canard Files, a darkwing duck podcast. But it's better than playing Whittleboy. Besides, Mr. Banana Brain says it's really a great show, Joe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys know what time it is it's playtime. welcome to the st canard files a dark wind up podcast i'm your host will santana and
0: i'm mike russo and too many video games will rot your brain
1: yeah it will mike it sure will but man i want to do this episode alone do you have to tag along for this one mike
0: all right i guess i'll just walk out now of course no, I of course i do, <laughs> <Of> course. <laughs> of course I do.
1: Yeah, man, uh, I get my boy's origin story today, man. I'm super duper hecka, hecka excited today, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's hard to show how excited you are when we can't curse on this thing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I was about to. <laughs> but man, uh, my boy, this is his origin. It's not a, like, a, a, like a normal origin, but for Quacker Jack, this is his origin, though, you know? Because yeah. DW just, doesn't even know who he is.
0: Yeah, it's more of a first episode than an actual origin. He's not getting an origin like Bushroot or uh, Liquidator do. Yeah. But, you know, it's still his first episode.
1: Well, you know, Mike, you know, with this episode, uh, there's a lot going on with video games. Um, my yeah. close my close friends may not know this about me, but I have friends like that I've met around the world and on YouTube but I'm a hardcore retro video game collector, um, mainly for the TurboGrafx-16. I'm trying to get the whole library. NES, I'm a hardcore fan of. And the Super Nintendo, I'm a hardcore fan. Atari, I was when I was little. Sega Master System, I was a little bit. Um, Sega Genesis, I was only for sports. I loved it for sports. Um, after the Turbo Graphics. Well, the 16-bit era, that's when I kind of calmed down a little bit because I started getting older, so I wasn't a hardcore gamer. PlayStation Mm -hmm. 1 was here and there, but I didn't play the 64, the GameCube, or Dreamcast that hard.
0: No, no, I skipped that entire generation or two
1: yeah, I was already like in middle late middle school and high school when that stuff came out. So I just didn't have time and didn't have interest in video games like that anymore until I got uh, joined the military and I was living in the barracks in Kansas when I had nothing to do. <laughs> so that's right. when I got a PlayStation two, and that, that's when I started getting back into gaming. And uh, as far as going to collect the the retro video games, uh, that didn't happen until about maybe two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. And I'll never forget it. Uh, I remember I was just on YouTube one day just randomly um, wanting to watch an old video uh, of like an v- old video game that I used to collect. And this video popped up. I uh, recommended it. was a group called Retro Liberty. And they were out there at flea markets and swap meets, and they were collecting these games. They were finding them out there for cheap 3 to $4. Like, man, I need to start doing that. So I started collecting it, and then – there was a big boom on it. Now these games are expensive. They're hard to find. Well, not all of them are hard to find, but they're not easy to get for a buck or two unless you just get lucky, you know? hmm Okay. But uh, this is my last ramble about this episode. Uh, we have some things that reminisce some some of my childhood. You know, you, we got Gosling with the power gloves, and uh, I remember owning the power gloves when I saw the commercial, and I wanted it for Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Uh, unfortunately, a power the gloves sucked. Paired- it sucked. <laughs> it was terrible. The sensor and all that—it it was useless, man. Uh, the 3D glasses she wore—well, she wears 5D glasses in this episode. Uh, the Sega Master System actually had 3D glasses that you could hook up to it. Uh, right. For those you are unaware of what the Sega Master System is, it was the console before the Sega Genesis, and it was—it was—it was a solid console. I liked it. It wasn't great in my opinion, but it, it didn't have as many bad games as the NES. It wasn't as contaminated as the NES.
0: Oh, the NES had a lot of games.
1: <laughs> and then, you know, one last thing about this, and then we'll get on to the episode, Mike. Uh, at the very beginning, when we see Gosling in the house and she's playing uh, the Wiffle Boy game, uh, she has a controller, and it reminds me of the NES Advantage. It was the first controller I remember that had the turbo buttons, where you could just turn on the turbo switch. Mm-hmm. And that controller she uses on there kind of reminds me of that, because it reminds me of the RK-style joystick, but hers, unfortunately does it have a button but you know
0: yeah it it looks <laughs> mo- a little bit more like like the atari joysticks to those smaller joysticks they have with the atari games mhm with the looks one button. A bit, <laughs> yeah it looks a bit like that too
1: okay now mike uh were you a hardcore gamer growing up or
0: yeah when i loved was... in, i loved nintendo i mean i was old enough to have a ColecoVision.
1: vision okay
0: um, you know that system
1: yeah that's that's uh, that wasn't my first console, the the ColecoVision and what's the a television? That's a little bit before my time, but you mm-hmm. know I, I remember playing them though.
0: Yeah, but it was really I'm a Nintendo fan, a big big Nintendo fan. I had the original Nintendo, I had the Super Nintendo. I played all the Mario games. I'm still a very big Mario fan. That's the main thing I play when I play video games. Um, you know I have a, I have a Switch, I have a PlayStation Four. I mainly use that for Blu-rays though. Um, okay. You know, and my favorite video game of all time, since I might as well mention it, is Super Mm -hmm. Mario World.
1: Ah, I I love that one. That's a good one. That's a good one, man.
0: I play that at least all the way through 100% once a year. In fact, I'm in the middle of doing that right now with my daughter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm really i'm game.
1: really good at that game man i wouldn't say it's my favorite but it's a, it's up there in my top 20 man it's a definitely a good one i don't know what my favorite video game i just know what my favorite console is it's definitely the turbo graphics yeah for me it's Super uh, nintendo yeah to me the turbo graphics was like that forbidden fruit because they didn't sell it where i was so when i got back to the states i was trying so hard to find it but it was only sold in like new york uh, Chicago, L.A., uh, right. and Philadelphia, I think. So it, it's, it wasn't everywhere. hmm Okay. Okay. All right, but hey, enough about that, Mike. Man, let's get into this episode. Today we are doing Whiffle While You Work, and my boy's hey. a star. Uh, hey, Whiffle uh,
0: While You Work, that sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, uh, Whistle While <laughs> I don't know.
0: Di- uh, not a very uh, obscure Disney reference. This one's pretty obvious, isn't it?
1: <laughs> whistle yeah, you know. While You Work. My boys on this episode, um, I know for you, I think it's ranked number three for you of his episodes. Um, uh, I think of, his so,
0: of his solo episodes? I think yeah, it might for be his solo actually, episodes. I think it might actually be four. It depends on number how four. I'm feeling about Days of Blunder, though.
1: Okay. This one's number two for me as far, because this one has more sentimental value to me. Right. And I know which one's number two for you. And uh, I, I I can't debate why you picked that one number two. I get I get it. You know it's no argument. We'll get into that one later. Um, I think we're both on the fence or, not, or on the same page with which one ranks number one though.
0: Yeah, and we also both agree which one ranks number five. Oh yeah. We don't you even know, want to talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Quackerjack wasn't in too many solo episodes, but he was in one really bad one. But we have quite a while before we get to that one, so. We're good. All right.
1: All right. So, Mike, man, let's go ahead and get into this one. What's our production air date order, man?
0: Um, the original air date was Wednesday, October 23rd, 1991. Um, I don't have the production order on me right now. I did not write that down, so I apologize for that. Um, mm-hmm. But our story editor is Dwayne Capizzi. We have mentioned him a few times. We have new writers today, though. A couple okay. new writers, um, a writing new writing team, Ellen Sfako and Colleen uh, Tabor, um, they wrote four Darkwing Duck episodes. Uh, this one, uh, Toys R Us, which is the other Quackerjack episode I love, mm-hmm. uh, Planet of the Capes, and Dances with Bigfoot. That last okay. one's actually pretty funny. Um, so decent writers, they actually did a lot of Quackerjack stuff. Um, they worked on some Disney shows, Tailspin, Bonkers, and I think they retired by the mid-90s. They don't really have any credits after that. But, um, you know, Decent Writers, this is a decently written episode. And our animation is, you tell me who animated this one, Will. Your favorite, Kennedy. Oh, Kennedy's no one's favorite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mike, real quick, before we get into the animation, uh, I I, I pulled out the production code, and it says 4308-023.
0: Yes. 023. It doesn't mean it's the 23rd in production order because there were a bunch of episodes that were outlined but didn't get made. hmm But uh, it's the 20th in production order. 20th? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, folks listening at home. Every so often, Mike gets a brain fart and forgets to do something. So this is the <laughs> 20th in production order. Um, so that technically means there were um, uh, several episodes that were in outline form but didn't actually get made, Epis- like episode ideas. Um. Okay. That's why there are gaps in the
1: production numbers. Okay, Okay, so so
0: whiffle while you work. It's another Kennedy episode.
1: Okay, anything you want to say about Kennedy or anything about animation before we dive into Um, this?
0: It's really schizo in this one. Some great animation and some not so great animation. Um, There's one great scene, though, early on, and I will go into detail about that when we get there. And you know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. um, let's jump into our uh, plot and start talking about your boy's first episode, man.
1: All right, so we start off with Drake. He's cleaning up, and we got Goslin playing a video game called Wiffle Boy. Wiffle Boy,
0: and, now that's based on something. Like, yeah, he's definitely based on a famous uh, Nintendo character.
1: Yeah, called uh, Mega Man, which is really interesting because Darkwing, the NES game, used that same engine as yes. Mega Man. Mega you Man know,
0: games man those are hard games
1: they're they are hard there's always like a strategy you have to beat the bosses in certain a order cert
0: to get their powers yeah yeah but, to e- get but even then they're hard games
1: yeah i think Mega Man 3 was the easiest one for me two was pretty tough one was hecka tough for me mm. uh i four one is the I hardest i think one is definitely, man, that one was so tough, man. Uh, four, I barely played it. And then, like, the Mega Man X series and all that kind of stuff. I didn't really get too deep into no, those. No, me
0: neither. My favorite's Mega Man 2.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the only yeah. one I actually owned. Oh, really? Okay. I think I owned the first three. I rented them a lot. Okay. Well, let's get back to this plot. We got uh, mm-hmm. Gosselin, she's playing Wiffle Boy. And then uh, she informs Drake that she made it to the semifinals of a Wiffle Boy contest.
0: Yes, she's in the semifinals, and he, he just tells her, you know, too many of video games will rot your brain, sends her off to her room.
1: Yeah, I didn't like the way they drew Drake on that scene, though, man, when uh, she's telling him about the contest and everything. Like, he looked so lazy the way they drew him, you know? Like, he was halfway asleep.
0: Yeah, all I have to say about that is it's Kennedy cartoons. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she goes up to her room to do some homework— and first, she does her math problem. She just takes her multiple choice sheet and she draws Wiffle Boy's face on it. <laughs> and I, I doubt she's getting a good mark on that one. Mm-hmm. And then she has to do science. Uh, prepare a simple compound. But what does she make?
1: Uh, she blew. No, she did. She do the cake. Yeah, she makes a chocolate the cho- fudge cake. Yeah, the chocolate fudge cake. Yep. And then, and, uh, uh, she, yeah, well, she comes downstairs and Drake is playing Wiffle Boy and he's he's into it, man.
0: He yeah, has some really great animation. He leaps off the couch. He goes, victory is mine. The drawings are really, really strong here.
1: But the drawings look like Quacker Jack to me. I know you said it didn't to you, but to me it did. When he says victory
0: is mine, yes, he ends on a big mouthful of gritted teeth. And it, it does look a bit like Quacker Jack's mouth. But then she throws the cake at his face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, and then she finds out that he's entered a contest as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And she, he's in that too, and she's like, "Don't you have like some crimes to foil, Darkwing?"
1: <laughs> yeah, but he, he's he blowing her off. Even the phone rings for him to go fight crime. <laughs>
0: yeah, he answers it and says, "Hi, no, wrong number," and hangs up. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, then, so uh, oh, go ahead. Here we go. Here we go. We're getting, we're getting like the best scene in the episode for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what goes on next.
1: Oh yeah, well we got the cops. They're in the warehouse and. Uh, they see a, a big old crate, and it has the Cracker Jack logo on it.
0: Yeah, before we get too far, uh, One Cop, the big one, was definitely voiced by Jim Cummings. You can you can yep. easily tell. I'm not sure who the skinny one is voiced by. I think it might be Michael Bell.
1: It might have well, been. You know, I didn't li- I didn't think to listen to that one so hard. But the big one is definitely Jim. Yeah, because it sounded to me like his Pete voice. Yeah, like a,
0: like a dopier Pete. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, the logo on the top of the box, it's Quackerjack Toys. Yeah, it's Quacker Jack, toys. Yep. And big, Quacker Jack and the, toys. And the big one says, I thought he went out of business a long time ago. And then...
1: Here he is.
0: He pops, he pops out. <laughs> he pops out of the box, yep. And why did he go out of business? Whose fault was it? It's Wiffle
1: Boy's fault, man.
0: Okay, there's a really good reason this this, this sequence is so fantastic. <laughs> I love, I love, 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 love the animation in this whole scene. Um, I think this is the only scene in the episode where—this is the only part of the, this episode I'm naming the animator for, because it was animated by John McClanahan. I mentioned mm. him very briefly during Jurassic Jumble, but he does most of the scene. He was such a great animator. At this point, he was just subcontracting for um, Kennedy at his own studio, Star Tunes. Only some scenes here and there for Tiny Toons and Darkwing. But the producer of Tiny Toons, Tom Ruger, loved his stuff so much he gave him episodes of Tiny Toons to do at, at Star Toons. Then he did a lot of Animaniacs at his studio. He did like all the Slappy Squirrel cartoons. He was mm-hmm. such a great animator. He had so many great animators working for him. Um, but in the late 90s, when Warner Brothers stopped making the cartoons, stopped making Animaniacs, and mainly because of Pokemon. I really blame Pokemon for that. It was much easier to bring an anime and dub it than make your own series. Uh, mm-hmm. Warner's had no use for Star Toons anymore, and they had to close the studio. So he really hasn't done too much work since then. He works every so often on some new Warner Brothers stuff. But this whole scene, though, the way he draws Quacker Jack is amazing. Like, the yeah, drawings and, are really good.
1: Yeah, and Curtis hit on that, too, when we had Curtis on a, on an episode of our podcast. Uh, and he said that for some reason, though, Kenny did it. Kennedy does an excellent job always when they draw uh, Quacker Jack, you know, the even, Quacker Jack scenes. Even
0: when there's some... Terrible Kennedy animation for Quacker Jack. It kind of works because Mm -hmm. he's so loony anyway. Yeah. But the animation (laughs) here is really solid. I love the close-up when he says, but Quacker Jack has toys. And there's there's this extreme close-up of his face. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. He looks so evil.
1: Yeah, and this is the first time we finally hear him say his catchphrase.
0: Yes, because he hasn't said it in any episodes we've seen yet. This is the first time.
1: And yep, he, he said five it, it well. times, it's playtime!
0: <laughs> yeah, he comes in with a giant uh, wind-up gorilla that smashes the factory. Yeah. And the big guard tells him there's a, uh, you know, Wiffle Boy's bigger than anything you can handle. Because he wants to get even with Wiffle Boy for putting him out of business. Mm-hmm. And he mentions the contest at the mall. So yeah. that's where Quackerjack's headed. But um, did you catch the weird Mr. Banana Brain?
1: Yeah, I don't like this banana brain, man. <laughs> I do not like this one. And he pops up again later on, but I I, I don't like this one, man.
0: It's like a literal banana brain, like Mr. Potato Head. Like mm-hmm. it looks like what Mr. Potato Head would look like if he used a banana. Yeah. And and it's a bomb. He uses it like a bomb.
1: Yeah, th- you could tell this isn't this is before Justice Ducks, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's also before um, Toys R Us, which is the first time we see Banana Brain. The, the regular um, in, bro, uh, banana in produc- brain. Yeah, in production order. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, weird prototype banana brain. Um, he says, play time's over. Another great drawing before he jumps away. And he mm-hmm. blows up the whole factory.
1: <laughs>
0: and you yep. know what? Whacker Jack in most other episodes never comes close to seeming this volatile. Like, mm-hmm. he is deranged here. He blows up the whole factory. Like, he comes in. He has is, he, he is a strong presence in this
1: scene. Mm-hmm. like
0: it's a great scene i can go on and on but i probably shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right but let's move on a little bit even though i love when you talk about Cracker jack because that just ah uh, you know music to my ears but uh mm-hmm. goslin she takes the lead in the uh wiffle boy contest and they're at the uh, mall, yeah yeah they're in the mall and uh she takes the lead. She steps. takes uh, She steps off the stage, and then it's Drake's turn. But
0: yes, Drake's turn get, doesn't go so well. <laughs> yeah. Before we go too much into the plot, we do have two new characters in this episode. Um, mm. Pat and Pat. Um, one's a man, one's a woman. They're drawn almost identical. They must be identical twins. Um, the only way you can tell them apart is the female Pat has lipstick and glasses. Otherwise, they're identical. Um. Really quick, the female Pat was voiced by B.J. Ward. We mentioned her when she voiced Gloria Swansong in mm-hmm. Hush, Hush Sweet Charlatan. And mm-hmm. I was wrong. I'm actually very happy I was wrong. The the male Pat was voiced by Townsend Coleman. Oh, okay. And who was he on Ninja Turtles? Uh, Michelangelo.
1: Oh, that was Mike? Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So really quick, Coleman was born in 54. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to guess what studio he started working for first.
1: Oh, wow. I'm not even going mention it. <laughs> yep,
0: yep. 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 Hanna-Barbera. Yep. He yeah, worked for done. Disney. Yeah. He worked for Disney on Gummy Bears, Tailspin, Mighty Ducks, Timon and Pumbaa, lots and lots and lots of other shows. I won't even go into it. But suffice it to say, his most popular character is always going to be Michelangelo, dude, totally. And um, he's done tons of work and he's still active. So, you know, rock on, Townsend Coleman. Yeah, they
1: ne- they never mentioned what uh what what the Pat and Pat was for, but was it Patrick and Patricia? That's the only thing I could think of.
0: I think so. That is what IMDb uses as the names, probably just to differentiate them.
1: Oh but they okay.
0: O- but they only call themselves Pat. She, yeah, okay. She's like, I'm Pat. This is Pat. Um, they're very yuppie, you know. Mhm. And um, so yeah, what does what happens now? What does Drake go to do?
1: Uh, he, it's his turn and. In- his arcade blows up. <laughs> he hits one button and the whole thing blows up.
0: Yeah, and who's so, behind the scenes though, uh, Mike? Quackerjack hiding in a big teddy bear. <laughs> so Quackerjack pops out, and this is how we know it's his very first episode. Goslin and Drake don't know who he is. Not one clue. <laughs> now Goslin says, "Who is that?" and Drake says, "I don't know, but he ruined my game." Um. <laughs> So it's time for Darkwing Duck. Now you had something to say about the animation in this scene.
1: Yeah, he when he jumps in there and he he changes to his costume and he comes out with the smoke. That smoke does not like it. Didn't look like the usual smoke, man. Uh, it's
0: it's a terribly animated shot. The, terrible, the smoke is, man. the smoke like hangs in a ring around his head for some reason, mm-hmm. as if they didn't know how to animate it. It's really bad. And the drawings on Darkwing are terrible. It really ruins <laughs> his entrance. Uh, yeah. but his entrance line is I am the bubblegum that clings to your shoe, but his entrance gets screwed up not just because of the animation, because his foot is stuck in a mop bucket. <laughs> but Quackerjack does recognize Darkwing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, stay out of this. It's just between me and Whiffle Boy. Yeah. But you know, most villains would recognize Darkwing. You wouldn't be a good villain if you had no idea who he was. Mm-hmm. So what does Quackerjack throw at Darkwing?
1: He threw the toy teeth.
0: No, that's later. He throws a motorized hula hoop at Darkwing.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He threw the the, the green one, right?
0: Yeah, it th- the animation of Darkwing's body, like, shaking all over the place, is actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Goslin helps him. Darkwing goes after Quacker Jack on one of those hippity hop horse things. Mm hmm. But oh my god, Will, Like I think this is the worst animation in the entire episode, probably the worst Kennedy animation in any Darkwing episode. Uh-oh. When Quacker Jack goes, run away, run away, live to play another day, and he pulls out the motorized uh, pogo stick, uh-huh. oh my god, the animation is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really, really terrible. Like, you pause it and just look at it. The construction on Quackerjack, whoever drew him had no
1: idea how to animate him. It was, it's so, good thing it goes by really fast. I gotta rewatch that. That's the scene when he throws the jacks out to get rid of Darkwing, right? Yeah, right before he
0: does that, when he grabs the motorized um a pogo stick. Mm-hmm. And he says, run away, run away. It's just really bad. But he gets away on the pogo stick because he throws Jax at Darkwing and pops a little hippity hop thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so the two pats get a great idea. What, 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 what's going to happen? Who do they want going against Goslin now?
1: They want Darkwing.
0: They want Darkwing to be a great publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. And they ask Darkwing if he'll do it. He says he'll check his schedule. He pulls out his black book and immediately puts it away.
1: But he realized um, he's got to compete against somebody though.
0: Oh, they mentioned Goslin and fantastic bit of animation on his jaw dropping open. <laughs> I love it. Very, very well drawn. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Goslin comes out and the two of them have to pretend like they don't know each other.
1: Yeah. But then so, they get to the take off. We 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 leave St. Canard. hmm They go to Whiffletown. And I have
0: so many questions about Whiffletown. Uh oh. Like, what is <laughs> what is Whiffletown? Like, is it a functioning city? Is it a theme park based on Whiffle Boy? I'm not quite sure what it is. It's like Hollywood, but if Hollywood was based on Whiffle Boy, they mm-hmm. don't show enough of it for you to really understand what Whiffle Town actually is.
1: I I assumed it was like a Disney World type place, you know?
0: Yeah, maybe. I guess so, but they don't go into <laughs> much detail about it.
1: Yeah, we so see go too to much Wiffle of it the background. And mm-hmm.
0: you see it like from far away, it's got a Whiffle Town, like the Hollywood sign or something like that, which made mm-hmm. me think it was a whole city. Yeah, but um. Anyway, they land.
1: And um, Gosling gets the, the the whole crowd hyped up. They're cheering oh, she, for her. It's <laughs> all the love. Yeah. yeah. Have you
0: ever gotten out of a plane outdoors on one of those um little rolling staircases like in this episode?
1: Not not that high. Um, it was years ago. Probably like my first year I was in the military. I knew I, you were and, gonna say
0: military. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that's I've been, the only I've time.
0: Once. I flew into Miami. And I had to get down one of those rolling staircases. But cartoons and TV shows would make you think it happens all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> right after Goslin leaves, um, Darkwing comes out dressed as, you know, Darkwing before he was Drake. They pull the stairs away and he falls off the plane.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he gets run over by a luggage cart carrying a very, very suspicious looking box.
1: Yeah, yeah the the Quacker Jack logo. <laughs> this, is,
0: this is the first time we see his logo. Yep. Yeah, it and, sure is. Mm-hmm, the first time we see the Quacker Jack Toys logo. Yeah. All right. So they take them to, they, they show them the, the the machine they've got. Yeah, do
1: what's you they what do they call the the molecular, or the molecular Mo-
0: digitizer? Digitize. there we go. So, don't ask me how this is supposed to work. Um, they use it to zap an actor in a Wiffle Boy costume, and they digitize them on screen. And mm-hmm. they claim it saves on programming costs. <laughs> Would it, wouldn't it be great if that was a real thing? I know, right? <laughs> get d- guys dressed as Mario or Sonic and just zap them and you put them on the TV. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how that's supposed to work. They probably didn't think it through very much. It's just like, whatever. It's just, it's cool. Um, so they show up to Darkwing and Gosling, and then they take them on a bus tour of Wiffletown. Yep. And somebody shows up again.
1: Yep, a giant crying Chris- Chrissy doll. Chrissy doll, yeah. And who who who's in there though, Mike?
0: It's Quackerjack. And the drawing of Quackerjack that ends this act when he says, It's playtime is so mm-hmm. devious. I love how they draw him. Like Curtis yeah. said, Kennedy works for Quackerjack. They mm-hmm. really do. They really, really do. And so Darkwing tries to stop the crying Chrissy doll by shooting what he thinks is mortar right into the robot, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but he shoots tear gas quacker jack starts to cry
1: yeah and then the doll starts to cry and it floods the whole town
0: yeah even more so than it was before this whole thing is he's flooding Whiffletown. town um mm-hmm. he does get one more entrance darkwing he says i am the wrong number that wakes you at 3 a.m but darkwing's <laughs> darkwing's ineffectual he can't stop this giant doll but somebody else can
1: yeah gosling comes in
0: to the rescue Right, and Goslin mentioned she had one of these dolls at the orphanage. It's really rare Do- Goslin mentions the orphanage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like uh, She actually mentions it here, which is a nice little reminder of where she came from.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of odd th- that she had a female toy, too, you know?
0: It doesn't seem like something Goslin would play with. Yeah, not it's at not all. It's not really her thing. But how does she stop the doll?
1: She uh, goes around the doll in circles and spins the, the head off.
0: Yep, the head pops right off. Mm hmm. And Quackerjack is in the head, and he kind of just floats away. And a lot of Quackerjack's dialogue in this episode is basically yelling about how much he hates Wiffle Boy. <laughs> As he floats away, he's like, I hate you and your playmates, Wiffle Boy. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't quite hate Darkwing yet. It's going to happen. Yeah. But now we're at
1: the Wiffle Lodge.
0: Yes, they're at, the, they're, at they're at the motel. And this mm-hmm. is when Goslin's wearing the power gloves, the power boots. Well, I don't think the power boots has any, like, real-world equivalent, does
1: it? Nah, I've never heard of no power boots or anything like that. And then she has on 5D glasses instead of 3D or 4D. She went straight to right. 5D. <laughs> the,
0: the closest thing I think the equivalent for the power boots would probably be the power pad from Nintendo. Yeah. Another, one, another one of those things that didn't work.
1: I used to cheat with that. I used to just, like, get on my knees and use my hands it's, and just... And slap slowly. the buttons, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's how most people played it. Um, <laughs> so Darkwing's all jealous because she has all the gear. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's lying. He's like, I'm only in this to stop Quacker Jack. And, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, and, he's trying um, to
1: bribe her, though, ain't
0: he? With money, yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. A, a... You see, I'm shouting out the good animation when I do see it. There's a great shot of Darkwing from the 5D glasses... Mm -hmm. it's like you see it like insect eyes like multiple dark wings in her vision like advancing towards it to grab her really Mm -hmm. well drawn but she does something i don't actually like she threatens to expose his
1: secret identity Mm -hmm. i feel like she should be above that i I think she was just kid i think she was it was just like a fake threat though she backpedals super quick anyway
0: so i really would you know i feel like she probably shouldn't have gone that far but she's a kid and she Mm -hmm. backpedals so not a big deal and so the Pats show up, and it's you know it's time for the show.
1: Yep, but Goss can't find her stuff though. No. Where's her stuff, Mike.
0: Her power gloves,
1: her power boots are all gone. Her, her gloves, her her, her glasses—where where, where are they at? <laughs> well,
0: when they introduce Darkwing, and he gets up wearing a robe and everything, he's wearing the power gloves and the power <laughs> boots. Not the glasses though.
1: Oh yeah, he didn't have the glasses on. Yeah, they don't mention the <laughs>
0: glasses again. Um, so yeah, he stole her stuff. That's pretty low. I know, you know right? That's your, <laughs> your kid, man. You should know better. Um, so they show off the molecular digitizer again. They digitize Wiffle Boy. Yep, and somebody else, yes, and somebody else makes another appearance.
1: Yep, Quacker Jack's back.
0: And he opens a crate and out pops his toy teeth.
1: Yeah, but he's trying to sabotage this contest.
0: Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. the toy teeth have homing devices and are going after everybody. Yeah, he's um,
1: chasing everybody out. There's such
0: an animation sheet you don't see the audience leave. They just cut to a bare stadium and like little clouds of smoke like they're running away. Mm -hmm. Like someone didn't want to animate the audience leaving. So that's how (laughs) they did it. You gotta gotta do a shortcut to the animation somewhere if you have to. Um, So I love this little quick shot of Goslin dressed as a dentist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she pulls out a drill and everything. There's like an evil red glint in her eye when she does it. It's a really good drawing. And Darkwing pretends to be a matador, too, with the toy teeth. <laughs> yeah. And um, things go south pretty quick, though. Quackerjack tries to get away. Darkwing grabs the springs on his feet. They bounce back and forth in the arena. And they crash into the molecular digitizer. Mm-hmm. And get digitized into the game.
1: Yeah, they're in the game now. And uh, as soon as they get in there, though, Wiffle loses a life pretty quick, man.
0: Yeah, because no one's playing him. No one's thought to play Wiffle Boy yet. So as soon mm-hmm. as um, he shows up, one of the um, what are they called? The Weasel Kids. One of the villains yeah. shows up and immediately blows him away. Yeah,
1: and then that's what. And that's when is like, she she has to help. She's got to control Wiffle.
0: Yeah, Darkwing's not gonna be able to get through this if she
1: doesn't help. hmm And then that's when Pat and Pat had informed her. Um, in order for Darkwing to get out, he has to complete Ultimo level.
0: Yeah, which he's never been to. Mhm. Um so yeah, the second Wiffle Boy life shows up. So Darkwing teams up with him. Yeah. And Darkwing also realizes his gas gun doesn't work
1: down yeah. there. It shoots whoa, whoa, out whoa, whoa. some little, some birds. birds. <laughs> yeah
0: it shoots out some birds. Um so the first obstacle they have to fight are the spiders. Spiders drop down from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And it's I I like how this is uh, set up. Uh Goslin has to use the power gloves and the power boots to control Wiffle Boy. Mm-hmm. And she has Whiffle Boy pull out the um, the insect repellent, and she's firing it at the spiders. And Darkwing says, "Whiffle, you have to work on your aim." And Goslin sees um, another spider behind Darkwing with a Weasel Kid and Quackerjack on it. Uh, she turns around really fast so that Whiffle Boy is pointing at Darkwing, and Darkwing goes, "I was only kidding about the aim."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: really great. And um, so Whiffle Boy defeats the spider and the Weasel Kid, and they go to the next level. Yep. And now, we now get who the, do they have to
1: fight? We get the dreaded Kung Fu Gibbons? Was Kung it Gibbons Fu or Gibbons? Gibbons.
0: It's a, it's a type Gibbon. of monkey. Type of okay. monkey. Okay. Kung Fu Gibbons. Um, so Darkwings fighting the monkeys, the Gibbons, whatever, and Quackerjack shows up with another exploding Mr. Banana brain.
1: Oh god, I hate these banana brains. They <laughs> look toss- so terrible, man.
0: <laughs> it has a mustache.
1: <laughs>
0: he throws it at Darkwing. Darkwing kicks it, Wiffle Boy catches it, and it explodes. <laughs> yeah. So now Wiffle's down to his last life, Mike. And it a it's a kind of a funny sequence where Darkwing and Quackerjack are striking Kung Fu poses and then start making faces at each other. hmm And then um so Dark oh yeah, Weasel Kid shows up and Darkwing kicks Quackerjack right in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Quackerjack falls on the Weasel Kid. So that's how Darkwing gets to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's already at the ultimo level.
1: Yep, now we're at Ultima level, and Wiffle reappears, He's but he's on his last life, man.
0: Last life, and who shows up. But I love this. The game announcer says, Daddy Weasel unhappy. You picked on this boy. <laughs> and Darkwing's like, Daddy Weasel. And the turnaround when he's like, he's turning around in fear. That's really well drawn, too. Oh, and, wow. Oh, and I never mentioned I love it when um, the Weasel Kids die and the uh, the narrator of the game goes suck eggs Weasel Kid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Daddy Weasel shows up, but Goslin doesn't really get Wiffle Boy, you know, moving around in time because then he gets stepped on.
1: Yeah, he's a, so Whiffle's done
0: with this really really loud crunch, mm-hmm. and Wiffle Boy's dead. So it's just Darkwing.
1: Yeah, he's and running for his life. He's, for he's his out. Life, this <laughs> giant
0: robot weasel with Quackerjack on his shoulders, chasing him all over the all over the level. And But Darkwing finally gets a plan. Yep. He falls onto a train track, sees a train approaching, doesn't jump off, but fakes hurting his leg. Um, Did you hear what he says? He says...
1: I, I, I've fallen, I can't get out?
0: Yep, that's the life alert slogan. Now, not hmm. really the slogan, but what you always hear in those life alert commercials. Yeah. I've fallen and I can't get up. Everybody was using that that phrase for years after that. Um, so the Daddy Weasel jumps onto the tracks, tries to smash him. His cannon gets stuck in the tracks, and the train hits him. Yep. And Darkwing gets away. Yep.
1: But he's not done yet. He's still got Ooh. one more
0: obstacle. There's only one more obstacle between him and the exit in the Ultimo level. Who is it? The Gator Gal. Gator Gal. Gator Gal. Um, he jumps over Gatorgal, makes it to the exit. But what happens to Quacker Jack? He gets eaten. <laughs> he gets eaten and loud crunch. Ooh. And G- Goslin covers Darkwing's eyes and says, don't look, Dad. It's not pretty.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you see Quacker Jack in Gatorgal's stomach. Mm-hmm. He's crying. This, this day did not go his way. Um, and that's the last we see of Quacker Jack. You know,
1: Mm, you know, and then Goss and DW, they finally squash their beef, you know, like, hey, let's consider this contest a tie. But yeah. that tie don't last too long, Mike. <laughs> nope.
0: The second they give them the trophy. Oh, man. Uh, they start fighting over it. very clever way to end it. It ends on a black and white photograph of them fighting the trophy, fighting with the trophy. Very clever way to end it. Yeah. And you still hear them <laughs> arguing over the photo. <laughs> oh, man. Those two just can't get along sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Whiffle While You Work. Guys, it's Quacker Jack's origin, his first episode. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. All
1: right, so Mike, um, you, with the animation, you, you said some good points, you know, some parts that you really liked, and then you said some parts that you didn't like. So it seemed like with animation, you were... Kind of 50 50. You were going the, all over the place with it. The, you know?
0: a- the animation helps a lot of scenes as much as it hurts some of the scenes, too. Mm-hmm. This is it's a really schizophrenic episode for Kennedy. Like Jurassic Jumble was animated really good. Mm-hmm. And I think Dry Hard was, too. This mm-hmm. one's a bit closer to uh, Waterway to Go in terms of animation, one that I wasn't really thrilled with as far as the visuals. But mm-hmm. when it's good, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like the John McClennahan scene at the beginning with Quacker Jack. That's great, and it really helps the episode. Um, I'm going to rate it. I might okay. as well. I'm going to give it a three and a half. There are much, much better Quacker Jack episodes in this one. Solo end with like Megavolt and the Fearsome Five. Mm-hmm. Um, the animation does hurt it a bit. Um, and this isn't like the perfect Quacker Jack show. Like Mr. Banana Brain isn't quite there yet. Quacker mm-hmm. Jack really isn't fleshed out. Right now he's just a clown who hates Wiffle Boy. Like, he's going to grow a bit more and become a lot more fun as a character. Um, So I'm giving it a three and a half, mostly because the animation drags it down. But I have other reasons, too. But what I do love about it, the great scenes are really great. It is Quacker Jack's first episode. And the video game stuff is so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like, no other Disney show was doing stuff like that. Like, DuckTales kind of did a couple of video game scenes. Um, Like, I know Huey, Dewey, and Louie love to play video games. But this is a whole video game episode. (laughs) <laughs> and that's new for Disney. And that was cool. I remember really enjoying it when this episode was new. So I'm mm-hmm. giving it a three and a half. That's still a really good score.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, not as high as I'm going to score it. <laughs> oh, no, I understand. Yeah, man. Uh, Mike, I'm going high on this one, dude. Uh, I'm going four and a half. That's good. I- and I'll explain some why, you know, of course I have bias in this tour because of our villain in here, but I really love the first half of the episode with Quackerjack. Jack. He really comes on strong, you know, obviously the the security guards are no match for him. He has multiple weapons, the toy teeth. He has that, uh, the big bear, Oh, no, not a bear. It was a uh, gorilla. The,
0: the gorilla robot. Yeah, yeah,
1: he has the gorilla. I don't like this banana brain though, so I'm not yeah. gonna defend this banana brain. I, I've never liked this banana brain. But he showed some acrobatic stuff. He showed he had the jacks, the pogo stick. He was all over the place. The the jump rope thing. No, not the jump rope. The Hulu thing.
0: Yeah, Blacker yeah. Jack kinda gets lost in the last act though. He does. What? What is so they get much video going game? on?
1: Yeah, you know, even with the 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 Chriset baby doll, the crying Chrisit doll, he was all over the place. Like he had a lot of weapons on here. Like you know, yeah, he he, he was strong. Once he got in the game, though, he kind of got diminished. It became more about Wiffle Boy in the video game. Yeah, you know? he
0: wasn't he wasn't the threat anymore. It was the characters mm-hmm. he was teaming up with, the but, Daddy Weasel and the Weasel Kid.
1: Mm-hmm. But but because I love video games and I like Mega Man, I love the whole Power Glove era that you know that brings back a lot of memories. I still enjoyed the second half even though Quacker Jack kind of fades out, you know.
0: Yeah. It's still yeah. very entertaining. Yeah.
1: And, and I love Goss in this ep- episode, man. Goss is, a, she's, she shows like what a cool tomboy she is and how she practices video games. And that was our that was our error, you know, the, the yeah. video games, you know?
0: Th- this is only the third episode putting uh, Darkwing and Goslin together alone without Launchpad,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is rare. So it's nice to get them like this.
1: Yeah, you know, there's no honker, no LP, no muddlefoots. It's just Goss and Darkwing, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm giving this episode a four and a half. It's strong to me. I love the origin. Quacker Jack is strong in the first half of this one. You know, he's very strong in it. So I, yeah, I, I've always yeah. had fun with it, you know, and like if you said you earlier. Gave, if
0: you gave this one a four and a half, I could think of at least two other Quacker Jack episodes. You better give a five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them gets more than a five. So be prepared for that one.
0: Yeah, um, and I know which one you're talking about.
1: Okay, so now we've already rated Quacker Jack, Mike, but I didn't like my score that I gave him last time. Um, so I'm rescoring him, and he's getting an affinity. <laughs> he's getting an affinity uh, for me. I just love him, man. I love his voice. I love his his jokes. I love his catchphrase. And this episode, we got it five times, Mike. Five it's, it's, times.
0: It's funny he said it so many times here, but like in the next bunch of episodes, he's in, he doesn't say it.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's just really exciting to me. I know it's not Bushroot. I know it's not Liquidator's origin story, but for me, this is the best it's gonna get. You know.
0: I'd love to know like what he was like before this happened. What kind of a character he was.
1: Yeah, there's one episode where we see Cracker Jack without his costume, which is kind of cool. But that's we got a while before we get to that.
0: Yeah, even um, during the Boom comics. When they had it when Quackerjack um got a real day job, he still wore his shoes and the jester hat, even though he wore yeah. a suit. So there's really no like actual model of what Quackerjack truly looks like without that outfit on.
1: We you see know, him one we see him one time without it. He it's basically really just quick.
0: Had, yeah, he basically just had an egghead, basically. They didn't really think about what his head looked like. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, um Quackerjack's such a great character. He really is.
1: Yeah, and Michael Bell with his, with that voice man, it's just uh, it's amazing, dude. I, I freaking love it, man. They picked the right voice actor for him.
0: It's it, you know, it's not a voice. It's not like an impression of something. It's just mm-hmm. a great voice that Michael Bell came up with. Very mm-hmm. similar to Darkwing, like Jim isn't doing an impression of something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like Don Carnage is like Ricky Ricardo. Fat Cat's like Vincent Price. Darkwing Duck is Darkwing Duck. And that's mm-hmm. true of Quackerjack, too. He's just Quackerjack. It's just a voice that nobody else could do.
1: Yeah. Well, Hopefully we'll get the real Mr. Banana Brain next time. Not this oh, we're, <laughs> we're getting him next time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. So this uh, is a really fun episode. It really, really is. I do enjoy yeah. it a lot.
1: Yeah, me too, man. So that's Wiffle While You Work. Mike, what we got next? Okay, back to Saturday morning. Ooh, already? Well, yeah. those
0: Saturday mornings are coming in quick now, man. Yeah, because only it's like one or two, one or two new episodes a week now for the Disney afternoon. So we're already back to Saturday morning. We've got *Comma Chameleon*, mm-hmm. which is which is fun. A yeah. uh, new new villain, a honker plot, and um, one of those episodes I like as much as I do because it was animated in Japan. Oh. Okay. Um, but we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, another episode I really do enjoy. And then we got some fun stuff coming up after that, too. Some fun guests, some fun episodes.
1: A fun promo. (laughs) Yes.
0: We thank everybody for bearing with us through um, All's Fahrenheit and Love and War last week. Thank you guys very much for that one. But as you can see, we're getting into classic territory again.
1: Yeah, man. Oh, Mike, we never told them where they can listen to us, and we we forgot to give our shout-outs, man. Let's knock that out real quick.
0: Okay, sure. You can listen to us everywhere. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple devices. If you are listening to us on Apple, please rate and review us on iTunes. That really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Amazon Echo, we are also on Pandora and iHeartRadio and YouTube. And as always, always watch YouTube because we put up videos every week, every other week of all sorts of fun, darkling stuff. So stick with us there. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well. I think that's everything.
1: Okay. Well, I got a few shout outs. I'm going to name three. We got Darla Mae Zorns. We got Bonnie Joy O'Connor. And uh, this one, I'm just going to go. I think I've mentioned this one before. Richie Hanna.
0: Doesn't sound yeah. familiar. Maybe you haven't.
1: Okay. Yeah. They've you know, they been pretty active on our last couple of posts on our Facebook page. So I just wanted to say thank them. And uh, we've actually got like four new followers in uh, the, this last day. So we're oh, we're getting to that thousand. We're getting there. Yep. Well, I mean, we're recording this in late
0: March, so mm-hmm. who knows? We, we may hit that by the time this episode drops. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So before uh, we end, I have one last video game question for you. Okay. Have you ever seen The Wizard? Yes.
1: With yes. Fresh Savage? Yes. Yeah. Yes,
0: you've seen that. Okay, mm-hmm. whenever we talk about the Power Glove, all I think about is when the kid that- goes, it's the Power Glove. It's so bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible toy. It did. It did not work. I think the only Nintendo product that was worse was the
1: Virtual Boy. <laughs> yeah, the Power Glove had a lot of hype. It was a they good had idea. A lot of hype. Yeah. Yeah. It just it never panned out, man. Uh, uh, the Wizard. You know what? We'll say that for another day, man. The Wizard. Because I, I got a lot to say about that movie. But uh, okay,
0: we'll find time. Well, next time they mention video games, we'll talk about it.
1: Okay. So that's that why is. you were. <laughs> That's Wiffle While You Work for today. And, you Mm know, guys, one last time, Mike, what episode's next?
0: Next time, Calm Up
1: Chameleon. Okay, so we're going back to Saturday morning again. All right. I like those Saturday morning episodes for some reason. There's a few good ones coming up. All right. All right, so that wraps up this episode, guys. And we just want to make sure y'all stay dangerous.
0: Stay dangerous.
1: Good Good night, night, everybody.